Nick, I told you I'd be home at 9.30. Dude, it's 10 after 10. Exactly. <sighs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another Sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always, Gator. Tonight, we are starting a little later than I had intended because... Jeff is always running behind. Uh, I will be late to my own funeral. I've actually asked the uh, funeral home in my pre-planning that I've not actually done. I've actually asked. <laughs> played with a, He's playing with a bottle cap on the <laughs> table and it's obnoxious. Anyway. I've actually asked the uh, funeral home to wheel me in 15 minutes after the start of my funeral. Everybody will be used to you walking. Everyone will get it. I've also asked Nick. To do the uh, war dance for me at the funeral. Oh, I'm not looking forward to that as much as I'm looking forward to the airing of grievances when we lock the door and basically just start listing off all of your opinions about everybody. I tell them post... Post? mortem. Yes. You're going to tell them exactly what you think of them. Nick has the list, folks. I have every intention of doing that, and I have my own list, and... (laughs) So it'll be fun. Are there people that have wronged me or are you going to work in some of your own? Oh, I'll work. Well, no, I have my own list for my funeral. Oh, okay, perfect. So, oh, yeah, no. I'm going to have some thugs bar the door so that nobody can escape, and we're going to go to town on my opinions. We also have a uh, pact to delete each other's browser history. Well, that's a given. <laughs> so, anyway. I like this bottle cap. On the glass top table, you're going to keep spinning that on the glass top table. Oh, I don't think anyone can hear it. Ah, uh, thank you, Jeff. And so you put your microphone down even closer <laughs> to it to ensure that people can hear it. So You know, Nick, it's it's not like I haven't already ticked you off by being 40 minutes late. I know, right? Well, especially since, well, we won't get into all the rest of it. So I was working. I was actually working. Real legitimate work for once. You were feeding your cats. After legitimate work. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Tonight, we will be smoking the My Father La Promesa. This is a beautiful wrapper. It is a 6x52 Toro. The various tobaccos that make it up, we have a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper that surrounds a binder and filler, both made of Nicaraguan tobacco. The little app that I use states that it should be a medium strength. However, I found this app to be... Not quite 100% accurate in terms of its strength profiles. So. I'm taking mine out and of the cellophane. And he's got to do the cellophane thing again. Thank you for not extending that out any further than it needed to Why would I do that? Be. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, However, one little part of the notes on this that I thought was interesting is in the early part of the 21st century, Jose Pepin Garcia of My Father's Cigars made a promise to his family that he would make his family proud by making a positive impression in the cigar world. A few years later, Garcia delivered on that promise. Thus, the La Promesa, Spanish for The Promise, was born. The cigar actually originally came out in 2016, but it was in a very limited release and kind of hard to come by. And so, But now it's, it's you know rolling out nationwide and should be fairly uh, easy to come by, well, I, I, tell I, you, I believe. Just, just smelling the wrapper, it has a... Really nice tone. You know, really nice scent. I'll say this about my father's cigars. Um, they have the most elaborate, gorgeous bands. I mean, so this thing has a... Uh, it's a double. It, well, it is a double band, but it's got like kind of a, you know, 
kind of copper or orangish uh, foot band. Yeah, it's and it's not even a band. It's actually a little foot ribbon. I thought it was pink. Is it pink? I can't tell. We're back on Jeff's deck here, and so we're using the light of the uh, porch to to look. And so I can't quite tell if that's it. I think it looks more of an orange color, but you know, we'll who, go with who, that. Who am I? So you're the bishop. Yeah, for but, the love of God. Anyway, but it's got two very <laughs> elaborate colorful bands on there the top one would be the my father you know branding and everything and then the second band that's just directly underneath it is the uh the one that states that it's the la promesa you know the name of the cigar is in a really uh, eye-catching blue against the kind of gold you know background it's it's just a nice band i'm i'm it's i'm like, admiring the art on it's the like band we're on bravo now no 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 <laughs> No, I'm just admiring the art on the band. I mean, you know, people put a lot of time into these things, and I think they should be admired. It's like the next greatest cigar band. And they just trot out on stage, and we pick out the one we like the best, like the models. I could do that. Yeah, see? America's next top cigar band. There you go. I like it. All right, so we're going to We could have a show on Bravo. I think I'm gonna, I think we're gonna let this go. I think I think this could be the opportunity. This could be where you and I go off the rails and offend people. So, <laughs> like um, we haven't done that already. That's true. Let's get this thing cut. It's time for the ceremonial cutting of the cigar. <laughs> so we're gonna cut the cigar. Still don't have a sponsor. Anybody out there that wants to? Uh, and you know what? Quite frankly, any part of this show is available for sponsorship. So you know. Oh, you know what? We're not easy, but we are cheap. So, yeah, so any part of this show is available for sponsorship, and that includes if somebody wants to sponsor me kicking, you know, Gator in the nuts every episode, too. So, you, <laughs> you know, know, we had the opportunity for the, to do that. We did. To well, not, not T. you. There was mini Mr. T. Uh, we were out in Vegas a year ago, and there was a, <laughs> a, um, a little person yes. um, that was looked like a spitting image of Mr. T if he were three feet tall. And uh, he had a sign that said, kick me in the nuts for five bucks. And I'm very disappointed that Jeff didn't take him up on that. I was not going to kick a little person. He asked for it. I mean, you may be, not a little person. I was wearing flip-flops. Otherwise, I would have. But I could have got some air. He, I could have launched dude, it. Dude, I mean, five bucks. Five, five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks. Yep. I mean, I'd have probably hurt my toe. But, you know. <laughs> or got it stuck in something. Oh, Ugh. all right. Let's cut this cigar. So we're gonna we are way off the rails tonight. Way off the rails. So we <laughs> we are indeed. That's what going you get for keeping me up late? Too. Oh wait, I kept you up late. Cut the cigar, and well, I do that because heaven forbid Jeff has his own cutter. I'm ill prepared. Borrows mine. Don't be bitter. You know the cool thing about Nick's cutter is it is a gorgeous like racing red. It's one of the Zycar cutters. I spent way too much money on that thing. Ain't that the truth? But <laughs> but it's nice. But I it's mean, the second one because he's already sent one back and uh, got a replacement. I, I did. They the fine folks at Zycar did honor the lifetime warranty on it after you know the first one uh, broke in such a way that it wouldn't properly shut, and so they sent me sent me a new one. And it's really cool. I like to point granted, out. Granted, I sent them a blue one and they sent me back a red one. But, yeah, but you I know, like the red one. It looks I, like Iron Man. I, I'll be honest. When I first got it, I was a split second disappointed, but then I realized just this thing looks sexy as hell and I, I'm okay with it. And so. when you open it up and you shine a light through it, it looks like Iron Man. Well, it's really it, cool. It blinds whoever you're showing that to because you're You're the person the L- I always show yeah, it to. Yeah, the LED light straight in their eyes. But anyway, 
So, yeah. So, what do you get on the cold draw there, Jeff? I normally would say T-berry gum, but Nick found out some information about that. We'll get to the T-berry gum here in a I'm, second after I'm, we light. I'm really bitter about the information Nick was able to find out. So, I'm going to go ahead and light up here. Actually, I'm not picking up much. In 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 all honesty, I'm not picking. Up I would say I'm not really picking up a whole lot on the cold draw there. Just you know, it's just kind of there. Um, maybe a little, kind of lack of a better term, kind of leathery or something. You know, not that I like sit and suck on leather regularly or anything. But I was going to say we might need to delve into that. I guess I should be lighting as well. Mm-hmm. You jerk. This is what he does when he wants to borrow my torch. Is he just sits there and flicks his lighter constantly until I finally just do that. And I don't have the Zippo tonight. My torch. Thank God. I love my Zippo. Ooh, toasting the foot. Don't roast it. Don't roast it toasted, baby. He just likes to set things on fire. So we uh, That has not been proven. <laughs> Well, right off the bat, this is a tasty little cigar. Yeah, it really is. Like I said, kind of leathery. Oh, I like it. I don't, not picking up too much in the very beginning here. I'm not going to lie. I'm a giant fan of the My Father Cigars. I know you are. That's why. This I... is, this is really good. Folks, if you haven't tried this, you need to. Well, it was his promise to his family to make his family proud in the cigar industry. La Permisa. There you go. I really don't have much to say. This is a good cigar. So, yeah. So, getting back to uh, back to T-Berry gum. Oh, I'm um, so sad. I'm so... We, folks, uh, I'm so gravely disappointed. We have said in the past that it's available at Cracker Barrel. So, last weekend, I stopped into a Cracker Barrel because I was with my dad my uncle and my uncle's friend, and that's where we had dinner prior to... What time was that dinner? It was a little early. What time? 3.30. He had dinner at 3.30 in the afternoon. We were going to the IndyCar race, and so we, you know, we were eating before we went to the race. The blue hairs were coming in to eat as they were leaving. We were early. For, for the, the early bird. We, we beat the early birds, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's, it's what it was. It was the schedule of the day. So anyway. Um, Why don't you just eat at the race? Boy, you're asking questions <laughs> that... I mean, questions for the ages, Jeff. But anyway, so... Um, you know, it's I, a sad day when I'm the voice of reason. Hi, Dad. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my dad... <laughs> yeah, my dad will hear this. So anyway, so we stopped into the Cracker Barrel and had dinner. And so when I was checking out, I asked the uh, nice lady at the counter about T-berry gum. And I said, do you guys have any T-berry gum? Because, you know, after... Four weeks of Jeff bringing it up, I figured, you know, it might make for an interesting... It's a piece of my childhood. Well, apparently, gone. yeah, it's gone. If you find it, folks, you better hop on it, because um, it's gone. Apparently, I guess the company was owned by two brothers, and from what the Allegedly. Lady, allegedly. allegedly. I'm, I'm, dig- I'm taking all this information from a clerk at the Caseyville, Illinois Cracker Barrel. So take the, you know. That's a rock-solid data point. I mean, hey, you know, this is an inside source right here. So she told me. But you know what? She seemed very confident in her knowledge, so I'm going to roll with this. How many times have I told you things confidently and they weren't true? Yeah, well, okay. you're a jerk. 
um, I'm going to trust this lady. And she told me there were, that the brothers got into a fight about something and basically shut the factory down. And so now they're not getting tea berry gum. And if you find it, buy it up because you're it's not going to find it anymore. And I went on Amazon, and sure enough, it is no longer anywhere on Amazon that I can find. I found one pack for sale on the interwebs. They wanted $20 for a five-piece stick. See? Or a five-piece pack. Five-piece pack. See? There you go. You're literally paying four bucks a stick for gum. That's worth it. Did you buy it? No. See? Then how worth it is it? So. Oh, it's worth it. I'm just too cheap. So, yeah. So, unfortunately, you guys are just going to have to just sit and wonder what tea berry gum tastes like every time Jeff refer or ref. Every time Jeff... This may be the retirement of the references. It might. It may have to be. It may have to be, actually. I'm really depressed yeah, about that. I it mean, really is a piece of my childhood just shot to hell. So, hopefully I used to back. go. Nick, I used to go when I was growing up. We had a little general store in Denmark, Illinois, of all places. It's in the middle of nowhere in southern Illinois where I grew up. Great childhood. Loved it. Grew up out on the farm. But we would go and we would have... Uh, Bible school every year at the Denmark Baptist Church Mm -hmm. in Denmark, Illinois. Uh, Shout out to all the folks at the Denmark Baptist Church listening to the Cigar Podcast. Something tells me that of the tens and tens of people listening to this, I doubt anybody from there. Yeah, probably not in our uh, demographic. But um, we would get out of Bible school, and the big thing to do when we were, you know, 10, 11, 12, was to run over to the Denmark store. And go in and, you know, take our dollar or whatever we'd scrounged together and brought with us that day and go buy candy, gum, soda. You know, they had the soda in the old cooler with the ice. Oh, yeah. You know, with the little little bottle opener on the front of it. I'm not that old, so I'm not quite aware. You've seen it in, like... (laughs) I've seen it in, like... Depression-era movies. Yeah, I mean, like, Back to the Future. I think they had the little bottle opener things in that, right? When he went back to 1955. I was born in 69, you <laughs> jack wagon. Oh, this is so much fun because you're old. <laughs> it's funny because he's old. Mm-hmm. Was a, that was a shout out to Chow from uh, The Hangover. Mm. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. So anyway. God, this is a good cigar. So back to your, it is a good cigar. I'm enjoying this so far. So back to your tea berry gum thing. You would, you would buy soda out of a cooler and... And I would buy tea berry gum and, you know, just little penny candies Yeah, at the store. And it was actually owned um, by my grandmother's sister and her husband. Well, there you go. Harvey Mitchell and Hilda Mitchell. Well, there you go. We're learning about Jeff's little history here. Those, you know what? Those were happier times. Happier times. They really were. Well, I won't disagree with you on that. Yeah, they really, really were. Well, 10 years ago it was happier times. But anyway. Um, I contend like a year uh, ago was happier times. Uh, you never know. But now we're getting depressing and no one uh, wants to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. But, I, you know, growing up like that and being able to go get Seabury, and anytime I would find it at, you know, a specialty candy shop or, like you said, at the Cracker Barrel or wherever it might be, you know, it just, it, it was one of those things that would take me back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. You know what else does? Hmm. And this is all, complete, I, we're just all over the place. All tonight, over folks. the place. But we have what's called the American Thresherman Festival in Pinckneyville, Illinois. And 
the American Thresherman Festival, it, it's a th- kind of a throwback festival to steam engines and tra- everybody brings their tractors in. You would think, well, how many tractors could there be? There's hundreds and hundreds of tractors at this event. And old ev- tractors, not oh. like not like current new technology oh, no. where you press a button and it just goes. This is like yeah, we're, these weren't GPS. Yeah, this is straight up old tractors. This was farming, baby. Uh-huh. That's what this was. <laughs> farming. It was farming. <laughs> so everybody brings their antique tractors in, and it is really cool. It's a big draw, and it draws people from all over the world. We've actually had people from New Zealand and Europe and just all over the place that come to, to this Pinkneyville, festival. Pinkneyville, Illinois, of all places. So That's where my first car died. We'll get back to your car. Okay. So at the festival, they have the steam engines, and they're all powered by coal. And the coal is graciously donated by the Night Coal Company because, um, you know, it's hard to find coal anymore. And in southern Illinois, you've got Nighthawk that's still, still, you know, mining coal. It's true. And they graciously donate the coal and bring it into the Threshman Festival, and they run all of the steam engines off of the coal. And when I sit there, it takes me back to when I was 8, 9, 10 years old, getting ready on a crisp fall, you know, early winter morning, and we would fire up the furnace, Dad would fire it up, and I'd be sitting at the breakfast table eating, and you would get that whiff of that coal smoke as the furnace would start going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get it stoked back up. And every time I'm at Thresherman and I smell that coal smoke, it takes me back to my childhood. Aww. Right? Aww. I'm saying. That was so long ago, too. <sighs> <laughs> I just turned 50 in jackass. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm having so much fun. Oh, this is good. Anyway. So, back to your first car dying. Yeah. So, I went to school at Southern Illinois Carbondale, which is um, south of Pinckneyville. And so to get to, you know, to get back home from Carbondale, I would take 127, which is a state highway, and I would take it through um, Pinckneyville. And when you get to Pinckneyville, folks, there's uh, there's the courthouses in the center of the, the, the road. So you kind of have, it, it kind of jogs around the courthouse. The, so. the square, so to speak. The square, yes. I guess it would. Yeah, okay. Circle gets a square. Circle gets square. So I come pulling up to the uh, stop sign there, and this is my 1996 Ford Taurus. Quality automobile. It was gold. It was the body design where everything looked like a big almond. You know, everything was all rounded, looked like a big almond. You know, I'd had some problems with the car, you know, sensors and whatnot, but never anything super significant. You just put tape over that on the dash. Well, no. These were those stupid (laughs) sensors where you had to actually get them replaced for the damn thing to run. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so I pull up to this this stop sign, and I uh, stop, wait my turn, put my foot on the gas, and all of a sudden this car just goes ka-clunk. And I swear to God, every light on the dash lit up. It was like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. And I Not, a, not enough tape in the world oh, to cover those up. Oh, no, 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 no. So I, I, you know, push the gas down, and the RPM needle just goes just straight up. I mean, I'm burying the needle in the, like, eight and whatever. I mean, it's, it's just in the red, and I'm going, like, five. And I'm like, well, this isn't good. So I gimp my way around the... Uh, the courthouse, pull over into a parking lot, and that's where that Ford Taurus ultimately died. I had to call for help at home. They came and got me. We got the tow truck, towed it all the way back to to the Metro East area by St. Louis and got it to the repair shop. And when they put it up on the rack, as they were lifting the car up onto, you know, from the ground on the rack, as they were lifting it up so they could look underneath it, 
shards of metal started raining down from underneath my car. And that's a uh, bad sign. Come to find out, that was the piston casing. Um, oh, my that tran- car was dead. My transmission effectively blew up at that at that intersection. You're lucky you didn't take shrapnel. Anyway, and so um, I somewhere I. I'm pretty sure it's in my little keepsake box at home. I have a little shard of the metal uh, piston casing from that car um, that wow. they gave me as a souvenir. The guy at the uh, auto shop actually bought it from me for a hundred bucks. He, um, I was going to get like twenty five from the scrapyard, and so uh, wow, they uh, they bought it for, from me for a hundred dollars. And he replaced. He used you know his own labor. I mean that's the beauty of these auto guys. You know, they have access to all the tools in the world, and, and they don't have to pay the labor. So he uh, does that and basically replaced the transmission. And from what I gather, it's still running today. No, it's not. I swear to God it is. I've seen it up at that shop every have once in a really? while. Have you really? Yeah, oh, in the parking awesome. lot. That, that guy is still driving that car today. And, I mean... Just think if you and I had skills. Well, that's my point. Access to the tools and the skill to do it, you know? I mean... A lot to be said for learning a trade. Really is. Really is. So... I just take pictures pictures and get yelled at by firemen and whatnot. (laughs) It's true. They tend to get rather angry when we show up to accident scenes to take photos. But they always want the pictures. Well, yeah, because they want to look cool. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm doing. I'm making them look cool. I know. They're saving lives. I know. Proud of you guys. Anyway. So, how's the cigar there, Jeff? I mean... You're smoking quicker than I am. I'll say that much. That tends to happen on these podcasts. Yeah, but you've been talking pretty equally here. This hasn't been just... Which is not good for either one of us, Mm -mm. for me to be talking more. This is a great (laughs) cigar, man. I usually do the uh, box press with my father. Really? Yep. And this is a this is a quality smoke. So okay, that brings up an interesting point. And I mean, so now we're actually talking cigars for a minute. I'm not the biggest fan of box press. Why? I don't know. I don't you just like something cylindrical you know, in your mouth. Why you got to take it that way? Why do you have to go that? Way? No, it's a nice so, rectangle. I it's awkward because see, you know, with a cigar, sometimes you know you get that little bit of an awkward burn where maybe one side is burning a little more uh, more than the other, and yeah. so you kind of get that slight bit of canoeing effect going on and you know i mean there's all sorts of reasons for that maybe you've got a fan on and it's kicking a little bit of uh you know kicking a little bit of air your way or something like that so you know you gotta you gotta rotate the cigar around as you're smoking it and i, I find, do that with the box press i find it awkward to do with the box press just the the the, the rectangular shape of it all it just kind of throws me off and well i hope I, there's a therapist listening to this show that can weigh in on the comments and tell us just exactly what your issues are. I mean, are. I'm willing to smoke one, but if I have my choice, it's I'm going to go with more of the, the hand-rolled, you know, cylindrical. I think this is a deeper issue we need to get into. Uh, well, there where we go. Maybe one of the tens and tens of people listening is a psychiatrist and can call in and we can... Uh, Let's be honest, we could both use a lot of help. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that could open up a rabbit hole that we're, we could go down and never come out of. No. Just they, so. they just shovel dirt in on top of us. It's true. No, and I know I keep saying this, and I'm not going to use the word delightful because I used that enough in the first episode that people made a drinking game out of it. It's true. It's true. It I true. actually got a message from a gentleman who said that if he took a shot every time Jeff said delightful, he would go through a whole bottle <laughs> in the episode. That first cigar was delightful, though. Uh, 
But this, my there father, this, I love it. I'm not going to lie. This, I, I don't know what the price point is on the cigar, but this rivals that Davidoff. You know, yeah, well, it's definitely cheaper than the Davidoff. I'll say that much. I think this is every bit the stick that Davidoff was. I'm wanting to say, you know, okay, so Spirit of Transparency, folks, we were supposed to have a third uh, person on the podcast with us tonight. Um, a mutual friend of Jeff and I was supposed to be here. You know, that way we could. We'll call uh, him Bon. <laughs> no, we'll just call him John. Oh, we're not using an alias? No, we'll just straight up call him out. So John was supposed to meet us and participate. You mean in this. Bon? Anyway, he was supposed to participate in this with us. And so I went and bought a third cigar so that he could smoke along with us. And so I got dibs on that thing. Uh, it's in the car. Is it? It's either in the car or my little travel humidor here. I can't remember which. But when I was at the store, I noticed that the cigar we are currently smoking sells for just under eight bucks. That's, I mean, that's just a great under stick eight for bucks. eight bucks. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a good smoke. Reasonably priced, can't beat that. You're gonna ash all, and you just did. Party I saw, it, I saw it bowing, folks. It was starting. To, he he had a pretty decent ash going there. I really did. And I saw it starting to bow, and I'm like, and, I, and you heard me. I started to warn him, and I couldn't even get the sentence out, and I just watched it go all over the table. There we go. Now it's, By the way, speaking of ash, I don't know if anybody, if, if you're listening to this, I, would I knew assume, I knew you were going to segue into that. I would assume that. that you have followed uh, the Cigar Pulpit on Instagram. If you go back a couple of days, I had the perfect ash, the 100% absolute perfect ash with a Perdomo 10th anniversary champagne Super Toro. I lit that thing up. And through the life of that cigar, I didn't ash one single time. I smoked it down to the smallest possible nub I could. I mean, I'm smoking this thing vertically, folks. It was, like, it was a thing of beauty. I am craning my head back and keeping this thing 100% vertical because I am just petrified that this gigantic ash is going to just fall into my lap. And It was it, a good four to five inches of ash. It, that, what are you talking about? Five, was it that, more? That was a six-inch cigar. You had a nub. Yeah, I had a nub, so I mean, you're probably talking like what? Five inches. Five and a half. That was not a, an oh. inch long nub. I go look at the pictures, folks. That was not an inch long nub. That was at least. I, I'll be willing to. There are a lot of jokes here I could do, and I'm going to give you a pass. You know, don't be a dick. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited about this ash. It was beautiful. And Perdomo actually gave us a, gave me a shout out. You know, actually shared the shared the picture of the ash. So, now, and the most important thing, I laid it in the ashtray. It still was, it the ash still hanging onto the nub. And the next morning when I came out and looked at it, still attached. It didn't break until that afternoon. How'd it make it through the uh, rainstorm? Oh, oh, how'd it make it through the rainstorm? Yeah. That'd oh, be it, a no. It, yeah. it didn't. No. It's, it's gone. Well, it was gone before the rainstorm. Oh, was it? Yeah. That was a beautiful ash. Now, I'm going to go ahead and probably jump ahead here a little bit on Nick, but why not? Nick has a great surprise for you folks, and there's a reason this week we're going to be putting out two podcasts. Yeah. So you get a bonus. This is your bonus episode. I mean, this. so normally this is coming out on a Wednesday. Normally we come out on Fridays. But, really, really guys, know, this is big news. But, but yeah. And Nick is jonesing. Oh, you have no idea. So... Sometimes it's one of those things in life where you just, you don't get anything unless you ask. Amen, brother. You know, sometimes you just got to ask. 
And so... Um, Nick was in an asking mood. I, I had my Ash picture shared by Perdomo, and I figured, you know, I'm going to go ahead and send a message through the messenger, because they responded back saying, you know, thanks or whatever. And uh, so I messaged back, and I said, you know, is Nick Perdomo available for interviews and blah, 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 and all that, and... Uh, they were kind enough to say, yes, he is, you know, just reach out using this method. So I sent an email. Should we give that number on the air? No, 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 no. Because um, <laughs> I actually want him to participate in this show. Amen. Um, so I, uh, I sent an email, and in less than an hour, my phone was ringing from a number from Miami. Now, normally, I would have looked at that and said, oh, that's a junk call, and ignored it. But Thank God you by didn't. the grace of God, I picked up, and sure enough, who do I hear on the other end of the line? But a voice say, hey, Nick, this is Nick Perdomo. That's and pretty cool. I about crap myself. I won't lie. <laughs> um, for those of you who don't understand how big this is, um, I'm going to geek for a moment. So my absolute 100% favorite cigar is the Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Champagne Super Toro, the 6x60. I've smoked probably more of those cigars than any other stick in the, what, 14 months that I've been smoking cigars. I mean, I have so many empty boxes. I can attest to this. This is his in my favorite right cigar. Now. This is my absolute favorite cigar. We've, Jeff and I have even joked about, hey, we're going to light up a. Uh, Light up the holy stick, you know, the Church of Perdomo. I mean, that, we, that, we, the, we've made, you know, jokes about, you know, the Church of Perdomo and how Nick Perdomo is like our Pope and all that. That is actually, stuff. folks, that is where the cigar pulpit was born, out of the Holy Church of the Perdomo. It, it, it's true. That's where the, the church reference actually comes from. <laughs> um, and so... Um, if, if the Perdomo people hear this, that interview is yeah, never going to happen. Never, well, no. thankfully, this will come out the morning that we interview him. Amen. <laughs> so anyway... We're so, going all fanboy on uh, um, Wednesday morning. So yeah, so we have Nick Perdomo. He will be calling us. We went out and got the equipment so that we could pipe my phone directly into our soundboard here and do this proper. So um, on Friday, we will have our regularly released episode, and that episode will feature um, a interview with Nick Perdomo himself, and we'll talk all about his company and cigars and and that's that's God willing and, and the creek don't. Well, rise. I was just saying yeah. that's assuming that nothing weird happens, and I don't have to like record an episode basically saying, okay, so um, that didn't happen. He's not in Florida, is and, he? Uh, oh my. Well, no, right now he's in the East Coast. He's okay, thank you. doing events up there and everything. But we can't risk him with the hurricane. No, no, no. I would assume his people would keep him out. I would hope. Safety. I would hope. I mean, <laughs> safety first. Safety first. So, anyway, so yeah, that would be why you You are... know, really, actually, the, the hurricane will have made landfall by the time this podcast comes out and... You know, let's let's be well, honest. We're saying a little prayer for the folks in Florida and along the East Coast. We really are because we actually have quite a few fans and listeners from you know the Florida, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, um, New Jersey, you know, those areas. So no, I, I, you're right. We should you know say that our our thoughts and prayers are with everybody along the East Coast. Well, now you made it weird. Why the thoughts and prayers? <laughs> we, I'm not like doing that as a way to like 
troll on the post or anything. True. Jeff and I always joke about how whenever people put up some post about a nasty car accident or a house fire, people always come on and say thoughts and prayers. But in reality, what they want to do is follow the post for more updates. Yes. But they just don't want to be, you know, that guy that's... And then there's that guy that just puts a period. Yeah. Those are the ones that just don't even care. You can actually follow it by telling it you want to follow it. I was going to say, there's those three little dots. But no one knows what those Yeah, I know. But yeah. But anyway... So, no, but in all seriousness, we, we really are hoping that everybody gets through that safe and sound and there's no issues and, you know, everything else. So. Amen. So this week, well, this week, yeah, this this past week, I have spent the, a decent chunk of it mailing out stickers you, to, to you folks. You have mailed out a crap ton of stickers. So I just, you know, on a whim, ordered 50 uh, stickers of, of the Cigar Pulpit logo. And I got a I got a deal from a from a company stickermule.com. Anybody looking for high quality stickers? Stickermule.com. Nice plug. Hey, you know, I mean, they did good work for me, so why not? So anyway, we uh, we ordered some stickers, and I just threw a little post up on our Instagram saying, "Hey, who wants a free sticker?" And the response has been out, out outstanding. And we, ha- we have a waiting list now. We actually do have a waiting list. It started tonight. Um, I have mailed out all of the stock that I got in and have since reordered another much significantly larger amount of them. So we shouldn't run out anytime soon going forward. But um, as of right now, we have stickers currently in four countries. We have stickers in that, including the United States. So the United States and three other countries. And within the United States, we have stickers in 19 states. And people are actually putting pictures of their sticker up on their socials. I have enjoyed thoroughly getting tagged in. Guys, uh, he's like a kid in a candy store. No, Keep I, doing it. Yeah, I'm loving this. People are tagging the photos and and showing how they're putting these stickers on their, their at-home humidors, their travel humidors. One guy put it on his windshield. You know, That's it's where like, mine's going. I mean, it's just outstanding, and I'm loving. I'm loving the grassroots um, advertising for the show and promotion of the show because you know Facebook and Instagram they don't want my money because we promote tobacco use. So whatever. So you know, Ooh. I'm calling on all my brothers and sisters of the leaf to help promote the show and and you know get it out there and and I tell actually people that I actually gave one out the other night exist. at a cigar store in Paducah, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Gave one to the uh, gentleman behind the counter because he said he was going to listen to the podcast. And I said, here you go. Have a sticker. Well, there you go. Well, the next round is ordered. Uh, According to the ship date, I should receive them in my hot little hands on September 11th. And as soon as they are in my hands, they're going to start shipping out to everybody who wants to get on the wait list. So if you guys want some stickers... Drop me a direct message on Instagram. All I need to know is the address to uh, you want me to ship it to, and I will get it sent out as soon as we get some more. My God, this is a good cigar. You're burning through that thing, man. I'm like still in my first third over here, and you're easily... I'm at least half. You're at least half, if not slightly past half. You're you're. I'm enjoying away. the smoke. I would say you're digging it. Yeah, I really am. But again, big fan of the My Father Cigars, and... I mean, they put out a good quality product. Any changes in flavor profile over there since you're further ahead of me? A little pepper. Okay. But so not the, bad. So the pepper's coming, coming yeah. along? Coming okay. along. You know, I found a way to kind of cut that, by the way. Um, what I've been doing is mm-hmm. I will actually make a secondary cut. 
we don't necessarily want to cut the pepper. Yeah, sometimes it gets a little much. And what I'll do is I'll do a secondary cut, and it kind of brings the cigar back to the original flavor. So wait, what cutter did you use to do the secondary cut? Well, your Iron Man cutter, of course. You savage. You've been sucking on the end of that thing, and then you go and use my cutter to use on your wet end there? It, it moistens it. That's disgusting. What's wrong with a moist cutter? That's gross. You're getting all your mouth crud all over the blades of my cutter that I'm then using to cut my cigars. That my juices. That's why I actually have a second cutter in my in my uh, humidor or travel I, humidor. I didn't use I have your a little, cutter. All right, I have a little four dollar, you know, uh, one. That's the one I've been using. Is is the little four dollar? Yeah, the little four dollar one's good for the secondary cut because you know, if you need to. Um, I it's, found sometimes when when I've got like a tight draw or something like that, you know, if you give it just absolutely. a real short little secondary cut, you know, it kind of helps. Or sometimes also, you know, if for whatever reason, the end gets kind of janky, slobbery, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, kind of, kind of the the you know the tar kind of you know that packs like up. I said, everything I like cut that. that right off. You just kind of cut back. that right off, and it's just fine. Yep. So, um, you know, obviously, that's if you're really just slobbing all over it. No need to cut this mean? one though. This is man, it just yeah, it's smooth. Mm-hmm. So, what else is new in your life, there, Jeff? What else <sighs> do we want to share with the fine folks? You know what? I got, I got nothing. You're so boring. I, I know, right? I'm 50 now. I'm trying to take it easy. Oh. Have you started getting your AARP information? Dick. Well, I thought they bailed that out at 50. I think it's 55, you jackass. Oh, okay. That's the second uh, time I've called you that tonight. I figured it was 50. Well deserved. It's not 50. Why not? How old are you going to be this year? 38. Yeah, you're right behind me, buddy. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Nick's always picking on me because... I'm feeling my age a little bit. And he's like, oh, come out and hang out or come out and do this or let's get up early and do this. And I'm like, no, no. I ask you if you want to come out at like 11 o'clock in the morning and you say no. Dude, I am barely moving by then. <sighs> What's the truth? I mean, I'm not going to lie to the you know fans. I know. The tens and tens of fans. Tens and tens of You know, we fans. joke about that, but this is really building. I think, I mean, I think so. I mean, People, we, we, we even got comments on the whale joke last last yeah. week. <laughs> we did get a comment on the whale joke about just how ignorant it was. <laughs> so. I love that joke. Just how ignorant it is. So, okay, going to the mailbag here. We, uh, we did, we've, we've gotten, you know, I'm kind of compiling the mailbag from a lot of different places. I get little comments here and there and everything like that. Nobody's directly sent us an actual, like, straight-up message. So if you want to send a message praising, criticizing, making suggestions, asking questions. Suggested cigars are what I want to hear. I want to know what you guys are smoking and what yeah, you like so, so we can try them out. So with that, you know, I mean, if you want to send me that, send those to Nick, N-I-C-K, at cigarpulpit.com. And you can you can send us... All sorts of information, and we'll just start using that for the mailbag. But in the meantime, I'll keep pulling some some notes here and there. And the one that came out and, and just kind of hit me this week was um, a note that I got from Kenneth Spence through Instagram. And Kenneth said, love the podcast. It's different, and I can appreciate that. Y'all are everyday cigar lovers like me. Amen, brother. And that's what we're kind of aiming for. You know, we're kind of aiming for... I mean, we're not we're not fancy people, 
You know, we're not telling you all the different ins and outs of the cigar. I'm not telling you that I'm getting, oh, it's butterscotch with a hint of whatever. I mean, you know, I'm lilac. Just, yeah, we're just we're just guys enjoying cigars and talking about stupid stuff. And every once in a while, if we can throw a little something educational in there, I mean, let, that was one thing that I was talking to somebody about our interview with Christian Aroa from the last episode, and I. We could have talked to him all day long about just his cigars. Oh, yeah. And But the thing about it is that I want to know more about the guy. And so that's why I thought it was fascinating. I thought the best part of that interview was when he's talking about, in the beginning, about growing up around the tobacco, how he went off to meds, you know, was going to go into medicine, but realized, you know, at the time he was told there, he, he wanted wouldn't to reroute money. To, reroute so to business. Reroute yeah. to business and then got into the tobacco and, you know, kind of growing Camacho and everything. I thought that was fascinating. I thought that was – it gives you the insight into the guy that's making the products that you're enjoying, and that's kind of what I want to bring to this. It's Absolutely. A little, a little education. Something yes. informative. A little something from the pulpit. Exactly. Yep. So so last episode, we referenced the raccoon. Yes, we did. And um, I'm the only by thing... the way, we have not identified the creature that went running behind me that uh, when we were recording Chupacabra, I believe. that episode. It was not human size, so it wasn't like Sasquatch, but um, it is... It is larger than like a dog, so we're not quite sure. In, in all honesty, folks, I'm, I saw it. It wasn't like a cougar, which we are starting to have those in Illinois. I'm not going to lie. It might have been a bobcat. It well, was you know, a there, was, there was a bobcat spotted bleh, 10 miles south of me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, he's migrated. In the town about 10 miles south of me, somebody took a picture. It was trolling around in their backyard. You know what else we're getting now are armadillos. Yeah, I know. They're creeping up. They're, you see them yeah. along the sides of roads. Yep. Yeah. I saw one actually running around in Waterloo, Illinois, the other night of all places. Bizarre. Yeah. So anyway, so the raccoon. So Jeff and I, um, we were down at Giant City Lodge, which is south of Carbondale. Illinois. In southern Illinois. Um, we were down there for a journalism convention. And the way it kind of works is that it's a Friday, you know, all-day thing. So a lot of times what happens is everybody goes down Thursday. Thursday is kind of the pre-night, the social night. Everybody kind of gets together, has drinks, cigars, dinner, and eventually that results in debauchery. Yes. And so that night, it was Jeff and I and a mutual friend of ours. Our dear um, friend, Esther. Sitting around uh, outside of the cabin that we were all splitting. So it was, a, it was one of these cabins where... You know, it was a two-unit cabin, so she had one side, Jeff and I had the other side. We cuddled. We did not Nick cuddle. Nick and I cuddled. He, this is where he starts spreading that rumor. So so we're sitting outside, and uh, I would say what? We're smoking. We well, Esther and I were smoking Esther cigars. Esther and I were smoking cigars. Or if um, that's what you'd call them. Well, they were... anything you buy two for a dollar that tastes like peach, I don't consider a cigar, but whatever. You know, I'll I was enjoying let that it. Go. So anyway, so I'd say probably about, what, 75 yards or so away. Yeah, probably somewhere in that range. 75 to 100 yards away, there's a sidewalk. And just walking along the sidewalk, all of a sudden, is a raccoon. And Esther says, oh, look at the raccoon. It's so cute. Yeah. And that's when I make the comment, those things are mean, and they'll rip your face off. So Jeff, he decides he's going to start chittering at it. So he starts making the little raccoon I grew noise. up on a farm. I know these things. And this thing stops and just tr- cranes its head and looks at him. And I realize what's going on. <laughs> 
So Jeff, I started keep, something. So Jeff keeps talking to this raccoon. It talks and this back. Raccoon talks back, and Jeff starts talking back to this raccoon again. And now it starts to slowly approach. And this is when I stand up, and <laughs> so it starts. He had approaching. no faith in in my raccoon None wrangling abilities at all. So this raccoon starts coming closer and closer. So finally, Jeff stands up. I had to make myself look big. So this raccoon now is, I mean, at best, seven feet from you. <laughs> I mean, you, you're you know, like... guys, I'd, I would actually like to uh, contest this, but it's absolutely true. No, this is, this is the God's honest truth. This raccoon's probably about six to seven feet away from you at this point. It gets up on its hinds. And, it's, and so now you're standing up, so it's standing up, and you start... Beating your chest like an ape. And this raccoon... I, mean, I hadn't drank anything that night either. And this raccoon starts hissing. And that's when I really started backing towards the door. And I start telling <laughs> Esther, hey, um, you need to get up and come with me. Because my philosophy in life is I don't have to be the fastest. I just got to beat you. Yep. And so I figure if this thing's attacking, it's going to attack Jeff first. Now, this is where Nick and I differ on the story. Because at this point, Nick says that I backed down and the squirrel, or the squirrel, the raccoon you went did. on its way. You backed down not and back the raccoon down. went on its way. No, it was mutual. Nope. We locked eyes. We had a moment. It moved on its way. No. I sat back down. You backed down. Did I, did I take a step backwards once? You backed down. How, what? You back down. What are you basing that and on? And the raccoon walked on and basically was like, yeah, I showed him. No, 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 no. That's it what was, happened. There was a mutual respect. You still have a face, don't you? There was a mutual respect between myself you still have, and the animal. Correct me if I'm wrong. You still have a face. Ish. I mean, you know, it's 50 and it's grizzled, but you still have a face, right? So you obviously didn't lose your face, which implies to me that you backed down and the raccoon went on its way. Because if you, you hadn't backed down, he would have ripped your face you off. You were facing the other way, and you don't know what actually took that place. That raccoon would have ripped your were, face were off. Were you facing the other direction? That raccoon would have ripped your face you off. You were facing the other I direction. I was going back to the cabin door exactly. because I was afraid you were going to get your face ripped off. That raccoon knew he didn't want a piece of gator. Here's God. All right. So anyway. <laughs> so yeah. So that's the raccoon. Jeff picked a fight with a raccoon. Didn't lose. Uh, I would argue you did, but, you know. We're all still here. I mean, you have your face, so maybe that's the victory. Right? <laughs> In all seriousness, you know that raccoon would have totally messed you up. I'm pretty sure it was rabbit because that some bitch was growling at me. It was going to mess you it up. It was hissing. It was going to mess you up. Like it. it I'm not going to lie. I, there was no chance in hell I was going to back down in front of the two of you, but I was scared shitless. Well, yeah, because you have a raccoon six feet from your face hissing at on you. Its on its hind legs. On its hind legs. That, With those weird little raccoon thumbs. That damn thing. <laughs> you ever seen him crack open like a you know shell? Yeah, it's bizarre. It is. They've it really got is. weird little thumbs. Yeah. They use tools. Smart they run bastards. weird, too. They have right? that kind of weird run. It's kind of a wobble. Especially when they're wobble, wobble. Well, they'll run on their hind legs. They'll like grab food and run away on yes. their hind legs. They're weird. Yeah. Weird. Yep. I mean, they're cute, but they're weird. I thought about offering it a cigar at one point. He might have liked it. It was Peach. I nicknamed it Rocket. Oh, God. Anyway. So that's the cigar, or uh, that's the uh, raccoon story. Classic. Mm -hmm. Every word of that except me backing down is the God's honest truth. Actually, every word of what I said was the God's honest truth. Bull. 
So that being said, we're going to argue that until the day we oh, die. Oh yes, we. Were. You were facing. <laughs> you were literally facing the other direction, <laughs> running away. Argue that. And the, then there's Esther just sitting there. It's so cute. And I'm like, oh, oh no, God, Esther. no, Esther. God lover is smarter than the two of us put together, and she knew that this was going poorly. It was going poorly. It was going <laughs> very poorly. I'm so convinced you were going to die that night. So back to the cigar. I'm digging it. I mean, I I'm, really am. I'm, I'm still almost. Not, I'm a third. I, I got a third of the cigar left, and I, I love this thing. I am still not to the halfway point on this thing, but um, I am starting to get a little bit of the pepper that you're talking about. Yep, it's it's there just slightly. But actually, it's gone away now that I'm down to the third. Hmm. It, it's really strange to me um, how the cigars, the, the the flavor palette changes as you smoke the cigar. Well, the, in ratings and whatnot, when you if you read reviews and what uh, of cigars, they rate them and talk about the flavor profiles in the first, third, second, third, final third. Yep, I'm down to the final you know, third now, uh, and it is back just smooth as it can be. There's one cigar that actually we uh, it's it's on my list of ones to get to. It's the uh, acid. Uh, Cuba Arte, art, yeah, art. I guess I don't know. I might be close enough for me. Butchering it is the Cuba Arte. It uh, it just came out to celebrate Acid's twentieth anniversary. It's the one that comes in the little um, oh, the water what? tower yeah. tins. Those are really you know? cool. Um, so I bought two of those, and I was reading a review of it earlier today. And let's clarify that you bought two cigars, not I, two I of did, the. No, yeah. I did. I bought two cigars, not two of the tins. Those tins are. Ridiculous ridiculously expensive but oh but they're cool they are very cool yeah. and i'll tell you it would make a very neat showpiece but i i just i don't want to spend that but the uh the review that i read was talking about how in the beginning there's just so much well, did you just yawn on the podcast well jeff it is super late because somebody was quote-unquote working you know you made me yawn just then you're empathetic. I am empathetic. Yawning is an empathetic act, folks, and if people don't yawn around you, stay away from them. Anyway, um, on, with, on with the cigar. The first third of that of that acid supposedly is just extremely sweet, which is all kinds of flavors just barraging you. And then the second half, or second third, it transitions more into a typical kind of tobacco taste and everything, and then transitions again in the final third. Yep. So And, and loses its sweetness as it goes down. So... Um, I'll be curious to give that one a shot here soon. We'll, we'll do that here soon. Good deal. So, I think this has been great. So, folks. All over the board. Your, yeah, we have been all, all over the place over. tonight. This is what happens when we just bang out an extra episode with no real thought. We just want to be, you know. It's I one contend of those, it was a good one. Well, it's one of those things. We tell you guys every week what we're going to smoke next, and we realize that, you know, we didn't want to be the guy that's smoking the My Father when we have uh, – Nick Perdomo is His our holiness. guest. So um, we figured we better we better bang out an extra episode just so we can do the My Father and actually smoke so Perdomo. What are we when, smoking next week or uh, uh, for for the upcoming? There is Nick Perdomo no question in my mind one hundred percent. Next week, well, your sweet ne- next episode. Not I, a Swisher, I almost said I almost a said next sweet? week, but no, not no, not a Swisher sweet. Okay. I almost said next week, but no, next episode. So, what, two days for you guys. Um, we will be smoking a Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary Champagne Super Toro. I am looking forward. I just bought another box of those not too terribly long ago, so I have plenty of them. Nick's Cigar of Choice. We will be doing my cigar of choice with the man himself, Nick Perdomo. I'm excited. I, I, 
I completely and utterly understand. I'm not actually planning on being on the interview. You're going to be doing this because you do the interviews and you do a great job with them because you put in the time and the research on the cigars. But I will tell you, Nick, I am excited for you I'm on this I'm also really one. afraid that you're going to say something really ignorant. Like telling him about how we fashioned a church after him? And that he will never come back on the show ever again if he has to interact with us as we are. Yes. It's, it's a very real concern. i got to put on a normal face. Uh, we don't. We, <laughs> Nick and I don't function well around the normals. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like a daywalker. I blend in. I can, I, can, I can walk amongst the normals and be fine. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a vampire by night and a daywalker in the day. <laughs> anyway. Folks, so. thanks for tuning in. Yes, this is great. Like Jeff said, things have been rolling on, along great with the uh, grassroots. Keep telling your friends. Um, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell whoever you want. I don't care. Just run around and scream, you know, listen to the cigar pulpit for all I care. But... Do whatever it takes to, to help us out with getting getting more listeners and subscribe. Um, send us review or put reviews on the various platforms. Send us your emails, Nick at the cigar or Nick at Cigar Pulpit. I always want to say the Nick at CigarPulpit.com and follow us on Instagram. That is at the Cigar Pulpit, so I'm confusing the brand there, but follow us, like us, do whatever. And uh, hate us, if you will, spread the word. Yeah, I would say if you absolutely hate us, send us an email telling us, you know, you absolutely hate this. But uh, who could hate us? We're harmless little fuzzballs. Oh, there's plenty of people that hate us. Well, yeah, me especially. Uh, I know. Yeah, we, so, we'll get into that sometime. Yeah, one day down the road, we'll figure that Being out. Being a journalist, I like to, you know, I like to interact with the politicians at times. It's true. And so. the government bureaucrats. But anyway, so no, like us, follow us, send us reviews, tell your friends, tell your enemies, help us spread the word. We appreciate it. So with that, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I am Nick, the Bishop of the Burn. With me is Jeff Gator. Or, uh, well, you got that right. I'll just go with Jeff because it bothers me. It's Gator baby. Whatever. Anyway, so thank you very much and uh, be looking for another episode in only two days. Stay smoky, everyone.